Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of Enlightened Conversations, where we invite our hosts and guests to share their views on the world, work, and their personal lives in an enlightened way. This season, we're also looking forward to engaging more with our audience, hearing your enlightened views, and answering questions and topics you would like us to weigh in on. Today's episode is hosted by Michelle Lightworker and Caroline King. Hi everyone, it's Michelle Lightworker here and having a little giggle because um, we've had some technical dish, um, issues this morning. I was going to say technical issues, um, <laughs> technical issues <laughs> this morning. We're having a heat wave. I've got the air conditioning on and I'm sweating bullets, but anyway, it's all good. Um, Caroline King, welcome to Enlightened Conversations Q&A. Hey Michelle, I'm happy to be here again. I love chatting with you. <laughs> oh my God. It's a little bit of a comedy of errors because I couldn't get Zoom to do the live stream on, on Facebook because it asked me to switch my profiles and I kept switching them and it just wasn't recognizing it. So the moral of the story, I think, is maybe have the profile switch before I go into Zoom or do anything. Maybe that's probably the moral of the story. But um, today we've got a Q&A that we've we've noticed in, in, in our public forums that there have been some people that have been commenting on live streams about experiencing some physical discomfort when they've been listening to people share. So we're going to be um, talking about the topic today um, or, or the general question we're answering for society today is how do we read and resolve uh, physical symptoms when we listen to live streams or other spiritually educated material, um, obviously pre-recorded like we're doing today. <laughs> Got to laugh about that. So welcome, Caroline. Caroline's been our co-host before on Enlightened Conversations and has also been our guest as well. But Caroline, do you want to just let everybody know a little bit about you and, and then we can get started on, on chatting about the topic? Sure. So a little bit about me. I love to study. So I've studied many different modalities, kinesiology. Now my mind's gone blank. <laughs> psychology, meditation, heart math, laughter, yoga. Um, I'm also studying hypnotherapy at the moment. So I'm one of those students that love to learn, um, not because I don't feel like I have enough knowledge, but because I like to learn more about just how we we work, how physically yeah. how we work and spiritually. It all everything links. Everything yeah, links up. It so does. essentially I just work on a uh, multi-dimensional level using a multidisciplinary approach. I love that. I love that. That's a really good summary. And I love what you said about being a life learner. You just love to learn. That's the same as me. Like um, I just I just get curious about life in general and I want to explore things and I like to go down rabbit holes and, and find out a little bit more about different things. And actually part of the reason why I like um, Enlightened Conversations at the moment is it's really quite flexible around where we go. Um, and and so then what, what is calling us to be talked about and 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 I find that part of that for me really super interesting and and then having a co-host on board too like with with a topic it's it's cool because it's like those you get sort of similar or different perspectives and 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 it just makes it more interesting I think too for me I, I agree I love going down rabbit holes I mean I'm, I'm constantly I've got if I had a garden if I use the image of a garden I would have rabbit holes all <laughs> over the place. and some are deeper than others and some are I've started yeah. that rabbit hole I've gone down the <laughs> and, you know it, it's yeah. um it's so much fun it really yeah. is so much fun and yeah I think that's what life's about just really yeah. exploring and and it's not just the book learning it's these conversations that help yeah. us learn it's life in general that helps us learn it's connecting to spirit and and listening to what comes through that helps us learn it's yeah. everything it is and I um you'll see it in a couple of weeks but I um this week I, it's a bit harsh harsh I haven't really um let anybody know about it this week like out there it was something I personally went through but um I did my first enlightened conversation pre-record with my spiritual team um so yeah so that's coming out in a couple of weeks so that was really super interesting too so that will be the first time I've ever shared that so I'm excited about that so um well let's jump into the topic for today and and um uh it's it's all about how how do we re how do we read and and resolve our physical symptoms that we experience when we're listening to live streams on that in that moment? Um, what do we do about it? Um, we'll, we'll listen to spiritual education. Maybe we are studying a course. Maybe we are doing something to uh, attend a workshop for a seminar or, or or read an article even. And it's like, well, if if there is some input going on, what what? How do we read it? Like, is it what does it mean? Like, what does it mean when we're getting a um, a sore tummy or headache or a 
you know, and, and so that's what we're going to be talking about today because there's there's different reasons for why things happen. So, yeah. So did you have anything that you wanted to kind of kick off around it or are you happy to? Um, I guess the first thing I want to say is while there's a lot of information out about, out, out, let me start that again, while there's a lot of information out there about, you know, oh, I've got a sore tummy, it means this, or I've got a sore ear, it means this. I think that is valuable information, but we also need to discern what it means to us. So as we dive into this topic, I think it's important to not just brush it off, but actually stop and acknowledge what's going on and almost go into that space so that you can go, all right, yeah. will the answer be out there? And, you know, reading Louise Hay or in a cigar yeah. or whoever, whatever you're reading out there, mm. but not necessarily just taking that on board as what your truth is, because you may be having that physical reaction for a different reason. Yeah, and it's interesting because um, when I was like getting ready today, um, like one of the things that dropped in was, um, you know, when we talk about listening to our body, right, um, what does that look like, you know? Not a lot of us have a, a really clear picture of that. I think people say, listen to your body, but what does that actually mean and practically look like? I'm a super practical person. Does that mean your body's talking to you? Does that mean you what you just said? Like sit, stop, and just let it tell you what it needs to tell you. Does it mean that you have to dive into it? Does it mean you have to start a conversation with it? Like what does it look like? And I think one million percent what came through this morning, and I kid you not, and it's interesting that you had that straight off the bat, was what does it mean for people as individuals? Was when we do that, when we actually stop to listen and ask and we're curious and we question and we develop potentially a relationship with that aspect of ourselves or that part of our body, what it's feeling and what it's wanting to tell us could be completely different from what a generic book might say that that part spiritually pertains to. Mm. It could be that we have held a traumatic imprint in that part of our body, you know, from previous times. Or it could mean that um, that there is some energy we're holding onto from someone else. It could be not even ours, but we we won't know that unless we actually stop and listen, right? Absolutely, and I'm not saying those generic ones are wrong. I'm just saying mm, that same. it's it's just about questioning: is that the right answer for me? Because sometimes looking at a generic one will send you on a journey, and you can go, "Yeah, that is me," but it's not quite right, or "No, it's definitely not that." So I think it helps us discern what mm. is going on for us and I agree with you it could be a trauma from another lifetime it could be a trauma mm. from this lifetime um, yep. we also need to discern whether it is our stuff or whether we're picking up other people's stuff because exactly when we're doing this we're, a lot of us are empaths and yeah we need to have strong boundaries to know hang on is this mine or am I feeling what that person's feeling or am I feeling someone else yeah exactly and if it's a so, live stream like it might not be about us at all and we might not realize that we might actually be picking up what that person who's doing the live stream is feeling at that moment or even what they were feeling at that moment. And so it's, you know, it's not only about listening, uh, like reading, like it's, or listening, it's, it's about getting clear on who's, whose it is <laughs> and, and developing, distinguishing the energetic boundary. Um, I think that's probably a great place to start on a practical level, wouldn't you say? I mean, stopping, I think, is and noticing is absolutely, like, paramount because half the time we don't even notice, do we, like, what's going on because what is we're listening to is so interesting or whatever. We don't, we kind of sometimes disconnect from looking at what's going on internally. But, yes, I think taking that moment to stop. Yeah. 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 We're, we're here listening rather than embodying mm -hmm. what's coming through. Yeah. And then, and then once we do that, stopping, listening, going, is it, then we can ask that question. Um, and often you'll feel a shift if of some sort, or you might get some auditory or a visual of a no or a yes, or a yes or a no auditorily, or even, even your body will kind of tell you, nah, it doesn't feel like it's mine now that you've asked me. Like you've given me the power to tell you. So I'm feeling lighter now. It's not mine. No, it's not mine. You know, that kind of thing can happen um, or it might be the opposite and we might go, oh, God, I've got to get off me. You know, that feeling, of, I've got to get it off. Yeah. So I feel something's on me. 
Yeah. And I want to throw a curveball in there because, mm. you know, if you're watching a live stream and something comes on, whatever you're feeling, if it is yours, it may not even be related to the live stream. There could be other stuff going on too. So that's the mm. other, just to throw a curveball in there. If you've mm. got a funny tummy and you're watching a live stream and, you, and you've discerned, yes, this is my stuff, mm. it may not be what you're listening to. Maybe something's going on with another family member because, because mm. we are all connected. It's also not just discerning whether it's yours, but is it related to what I've just heard or is there something else going on? So that might be another question to ask. Oh my God, I love that. Yeah. That actually happened to me this morning. So yes, and I had to go, oh, is this about, and I just had to go around, is this someone I know? Is this someone, like I actually had to do a few questions because I was feeling, I didn't have any of my own. I just, I was feeling some anxiety and I was like, I'm not really that anxious. I'm super excited about talking to Caroline about this topic. I don't have that sort of, um, oh gosh, I'm really worried. And, you know, that kind of energy around it. I was really excited. So I was like, this is, okay, this isn't my, whose is this about? And um, and then it was, and this is how much we can go through life and it's so bloody obvious, but we don't realise it even for, <laughs> even if we're good at it. But I just literally gotten off the phone to somebody and it was probably about half an hour later and they were, you know, kind of telling me about something that they were going to do for the first time in a long time after they'd had an operation and and I was like, oh, yeah. And it was a very light conversation. But they said, oh, yeah, I'm feeling a bit nervous kind of thing. And I'm like, oh, actually, I think it's about her. Like, you know, I was, yeah, just, oh, okay, you got it. Right, okay. So, um, yeah, maybe there was some some stuff coming up about going back to work and that kind of stuff. So, so yes, so stop. So um, asking if it's ours, um, maybe asking whose it is, is it, you know, if it's not mine, um, isn't if it's not related to this live stream, whose it is, is it to do with something completely different, not to do with this live stream or this educational material? Um, yeah, that's great. I like those that just to, to help us. And then maybe having a conversation saying, well, what is this about? Like, it's, it's okay to ask the question. Like people go, well, how will they know? How, how do I, why don't you have a conversation? Like, just ask, ask the part of your body what, what, what is this about? What are you trying to tell me? Yeah. I agree a hundred percent. And I think we don't, I think the problem with questioning is people expect an answer and we're not always mm. going to get an answer straight away. That's the other thing. Yeah. Sometimes just asking the question, is it mine? Yes. Oh, it's not. And it just shifts. Like you said before, it just shifts. Yeah. If it is mm -hmm. yours, having that conversation, asking a question, okay, what are you trying to tell me? If you don't get an answer straight away, it's okay. It's okay. Mm. Just the fact that you've asked a question it's like you're validating whatever it is and giving it the chance to speak, giving it, mm. and it may not be straight away, but something will come through reasonably. I find generally speaking, it comes through very fast for me, but if mm. it doesn't come through for you straight away, the fact that you've opened that dialogue, I think is really important. So the question. That's a good point. And I think when you're talking about that, I'm, I'm also feeling like um, just by asking the question, we're also giving the universe permission to send us some information through signs and people and things like that. Whereas if we don't ask the question and, and we're not willing to know, or we're just kind of not even paying it any attention, um, it sort of doesn't give the universe that opportunity to have it on our radar. Like, cause our, our brain is set up. Um, there's a part of our brain that is set up when we set an intention for something that will notice things very quickly. Um, I can't remember what it's called, but it's the shortcut name is called the RAS. Um, but it it's a bit like when I say, you know, I bought a red car uh, or just if I bought a red car and then I notice all the red cars, all the red in that model. It's kind of a little bit like that. When we actually set an intention that we want to know something, it's a similar thing. That similar thing kicks in and and, and, and then we wonder, why didn't I say this before? It's because we had to be willing, right? Absolutely. We have to put it out there. I agree with you 100%. It's like mm. it turns the brain on to, to accept that message. It's like the receiver goes up. All right, I want an answer yeah. to this. And it could be, you could get the answer in the live stream. Or That's you it. could get the answer straight after the live stream. Or, or it'll come to you in a thought. Or it'll come, there's so many different ways. But I agree. It's like putting the antenna up and, and going, all right, I need an answer to this. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like exactly. being in a course. Like when you're learning, if you're in a course and you're not asking questions, you don't understand something and you're not um, understanding something. If you don't ask the question, you don't get the answer. Exactly. You can sit there just 
I'm too mm. scared to ask the question. No, just ask and just see yeah. what comes through and trust. Mm. Sometimes it's a journey. Sometimes it's an instant answer, but sometimes it's a journey. Exactly. And 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 it's and I think that sort of moves us into the second bit of resolving resolving issues that come up like or, or or physical symptoms resolving those physical symptoms and I agree with you that some sometimes it, it's a journey and it was triggered at that moment but it, it may take some time to resolve and it might involve making different decisions changing our lifestyles all those kind of things it might be quite a little bit involved with all of that but the trigger was there but we need to follow the thread and 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 be willing to follow the thread keep an open mind and keep open to the signs and keep open to the resources dropping in as well to help us it's a similar thing in the resolving isn't it we have to be willing to have the resources to resolve it not just to look at it and know what it is but also and and go well i'm i'm just going to resolve all this on my own but be open to whatever resources are required to really resolve that right Absolutely. And sometimes those resources mean leaning into somebody else. If you are mm. a kinesiologist or a, or a doctor, you know, it depends on what's yeah. going on. Sometimes you get a message where you do need a GP. Definitely. You need to go, you know, it's not always one way or the other. It's actually utilizing all the resources that you have around you yeah. to help you get to the to the core of what that that trigger, what what that um sensation is. Because yeah. sensations can be. Like we said, it can be a trauma from the past or it could be a message from your body going, hey, you need to go to the GP and get this fixed or yeah. looked at at least. I know I've yeah. found sometimes I've had something going on. I've gone to the GP. They've given me clarity on what's going on. Sometimes I've been able to heal it without any other medical intervention. It's just the awareness. of, Oh, that's what that is. I know I cleared a big bursitis on my elbow just by knowing what bursitis was. Googled it, cleared it within three days. Once I knew what it was, I didn't need any assistance and then there have been other times where I have needed medical assistance so you know and and sometimes it's a kinesiologist or a healer or or chatting to a friend so it's those resources are wide and I think that's part of the listening the listening isn't you may not get the answer but you may get the the guidance to go and chat to somebody yeah and and who's to say that the reason why you don't have that symptom or you have that symptom right now is not because you well, you need to go on a journey to the other experiences that will educate you in, in in ways that you wouldn't have been educated otherwise. I think when it gets to the physical body, there's this, there's this, there's this other really solid learning in a human form of how we do spirituality um, and how we walk the, that path. And sometimes that involves very physical experiences. So, you know, it's not like, I think, yeah, not poo-pooing that whole thing either. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm experiencing these physical symptoms. I should be able to resolve it on my own. If I don't, there's something wrong with me. There's something wrong with my spirituality. That's absolute BS. Absolutely. Obviously, you know, I've gone through that over the last year. I've had mm. a, a number of surgeries and, um, you know, getting that whole, oh, I'm spiritual. And I, I never, I was lucky. I, I guess I had the awareness, but I never blamed myself. Yeah. getting either the breast cancer or the gallbladder situation it was like yeah. okay this is what's happened I do need medical intervention here but I recovered really fast because there was no blame there was no guilt there was just like what was there I guess there was um a genuine curiosity as to okay why did this happen what's going on let me talk to it. I, I didn't just have the breast cancer and go it's out I actually dove in I actually spoke to the cancer what's going on mm. why is this happening okay and now let me navigate through this because it's already happened even with my dysfunctional gallbladder what's going on I think it's time to release you and and I did get a, it was funny I did get a little bit of judgment with the gallbladder surgery which I found interesting mm. but because it wasn't my stuff I was able to move through it really fast and just recover because you know we're all on a journey and we are in a physical dimension, so we need to have a balance between. I think part of spirituality is accepting we're in a in a physical dimension and embracing both, embracing what you need at that time. Yeah, because we are here, like we are actually here. <laughs> yeah, like and an, I know. know we're spiritual beings, but mm. there is a physicalness to it, and I think we've come here for a reason to experience mm. all aspects of it. I guess. Mm, I agree. And I, I, I love how you said you talked to the cancer. I, I mean, a lot, I, I have a problem with, you know, people saying fuck cancer because I think, hang on, hang on, hang on. There's, there's, 
there's, there's never no reason why something's happening for us. So if it's, if, if, if it's um, an annoying experience, I get that. We have a right to feel angry at it. Sure. Okay. But I think I love the way it triggers in me because I'm like, hang on, but there could be a, there could be a gift in this when missing if we're just saying that um because I know how much it's brought people together like even when I think about the you know cancer community how how amazing um people support each other and they love each other and there's no judgment around shaving your heads and just a whole heap of things like there's a lot of gifts there that I go wow so um when it comes to you talking to it what what do you could you provide any I guess, tips on how you did that or how that worked for you that might help other people? I guess I, I created the meditation, but for me, because I create my own meditations in my head when I'm in that space, I yeah. literally just went in with the intention of chatting with the cancer and yeah. took my awareness to the spot where it was and just sat with it in silence essentially I say I talked to it but I actually probably listened to it more than I talked to it um so I sort of sat with it and said you know why are you here what is this to teach me um and it wasn't a one-off conversation so I have Mm -hmm. to say that you know there was initial oh yeah there's some anger in here and there's all this stuff and it was funny it wasn't I wasn't angry at the cancer the cancer was a a, was a result of anger yes yes got it Mm mm-hmm um and it was an ongoing conversation with that part of my body and it hasn't stopped even though the cancer's out um I, I still physically don't have a breast so yeah there is a, a flatness here that I I am very fond of touching and it sounds really odd but it, because there's nothing there it's me healing and connecting with that space that's because so beautiful it is still healing yeah and I'm constantly sending that area love yeah and it's brought up a lot of different aspects for me to face that if your physical body doesn't look like everybody else's that's okay and I'm not just talking about being overweight or being too skinny or whatever else but I physically I don't wear a prosthetic I'm lopsided and so it's brought up a whole lot of other stuff there's a whole lot of gifts in there about Mm. as much as we're physical and I said that a minute ago we're also spiritual and this is only a blip in our existence yep and it's not being attached to the physical but also having fun with the physical yeah, that sounds. Com- I love my purple hair. Yeah, but I, I know. Also, do you know what I mean? It's, it's I absolutely know what and- you mean. Yes, you yeah. can. Like, it's not like you know. It's it's both and. It's like we can have fun and embrace the physical and have it the way we want to, but we can also um, have peace around our uniqueness as well. And I think that that both go. You know, if we because you can do all that other stuff till the cows come home. But if you don't feel peace about you, your uniqueness, nothing over that side of trying to do more things is going to make you feel any better about yourself or feel more or feel comfortable in your own skin, right? It's, um, I think it's both. I think that's a really awesome, you know, an awesome thing that's come out of this for you. That's fantastic. Yeah. And so getting back to, I guess, the topic at hand, when mm-hmm. someone's having a conversation with whatever the sensation is, Mm. it will take more than one go and it will take a journey and like we said it may take a gp or it may take another healer or it may take your own meditation so taking just when i say meditation it's literally just closing your eyes and tuning into whatever that sensation is yeah and allowing it to unfold to wherever it needs to go without judgment yeah yeah and allowing it because you may go well it's nothing to do with i don't know say say mum comes up well, I have a really good relationship with my mum or I've dealt with that stuff. Okay, well, just follow the thread. Like you said before, follow the thread and mm-hmm. see what happens and um, and let it unfold without judgment and without trying to fit it in a box. Yeah, that's funny because I saw a box in the middle of the room when you said, just before you said that. Um, and my thought was, look, you know what? It's sitting there anyway. Like, why don't you just like let it open the box to see what's, you know what I mean? Um, it's so funny. I was literally just seeing it. It's there anyway. Like why, why not talk to not, why not? What's going to, what, what's going to hurt? Um, if you're really, really super scared and you need support, fine, you know, call a friend, call a therapist, you know, have them hold space while you go explore it and let them know what you want to do. And if they can't, if they're not the one, then you, 
again, be open to the resources to come in to support you do that. Like if it does feel too big, honor that too. But but don't do nothing about it if it feels too big because it's then it's a big freaking box in the middle of your lounge room. I think the fear of opening the box is bigger than the, mm. the actual issue. Like, the, yeah. you've got this box and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger, but when you open it up, it's really only this big. Yeah, yeah. But it's the not doing it that makes it bigger. Yes. And like we said, it's a gift. And what's usually in a box is a gift. So I think it's true. <laughs> it's true. That's good. I like that. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny, but, you know, like um, it's like sometimes like we, we yes, we think, we have a lot of fear and then we deal with it or we know what it's about. We go, oh, gosh, that wasn't so so big. But then just from, like, healing that, like, very non-big thing, it's probably more joy than pain that we feel when we reclaim what we need to reclaim. Um, but what happens, I think, then I just find, and, and I found this with many clients, is, you know, you just deal with that one thing. But that one thing infiltrates so many areas of their life. And that's maybe why it feels so big, but it's just a little thing that you need to deal with. But it then will absolutely affect every single pocket of your life in some way and the people around you. So maybe that's what people feel before they go in. They think this is really big because the the actual process of reclaiming that is usually quite joyful and not as painful as we think it might be, if that makes sense. I would agree. I would agree that. And I also would agree part of it may also be we're so used to carrying our boxes that it's there true. is another fear of you know, carrying <laughs> yeah. boxes. Uh, it's a different analogy to rocks and a backpack. Um, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> we're so used to carrying it that there's another fear of if I open it and release it, who am I? Well, I mm. won't have, because if you've got a trigger and something is always, I don't know, I've always got sore shoulders. I don't, I don't, but I'm just saying, oh, I've always got a sore shoulder. So that's my excuse and that becomes my identity. So we identify yeah. with the box, but we don't know what's in the box. So we're identifying with something that we actually don't, it's not true because we don't know what's in it. Yes, there's a fear of who would I be if I didn't have this because this is all yeah. I've known or this is what I've gotten used to. Um, and so there's a fear of not having that. What does that mean? What? How, does my, how do I look? How does my life look then? That's very true too. Very, very true. Um, and and I guess that's what people call their comfort zone. Um, and and I was speaking to Sand Mew. Um, she's a, a global leader and healer and um, in leadership. And, um, you know, she was talking about this elastic band of resistance. And um, we did a podcast on it called The Seven Signs of Resistance. And she, she mentioned this elastic band and how usually we are, it only starts to pull when we start to step out of our comfort zone like it's like that kind of thing but interesting thing that happens with that elastic band is it actually starts to loosen over time so what 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 feels like a stretch and uncomfortable and weird um moving out of our comfort zone begins to feel comfortable our circle of resistance gets larger 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 so there's it's not, not a lot we're resisting anymore. We've just got a big playground in the middle. You know, it's 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 quite interesting, yeah. I love that playground in the middle. You know, I think you yeah. get comfortable in the, it's not resistance anymore, so it's not really using that word, but it's comfortable in that in that space of just doing new things because yes. it's, it's, yes. exci- it's exciting. It's an adventure. It's experiences that, you know, mm. you, money doesn't buy experience. Well, it can buy some experiences, but really the experiences are, are us, going out there and doing things yeah and I think that's interesting for you and I because we we just learn stuff that like the rabbit hole thing like we like to you know another rabbit hole go down that um because life's exciting and adventurous on so many levels psychologically physically whatever and I think that that's that's when you know you're in the joy of um just I guess the you know how they talk about mindfulness you know the present and things like that I don't think that's all about sitting in silence and just listening to your breathing I'm 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 more about being mindful that every part of me and every aspect is switched on to be engaged in this life you know so you know it's it's not just about I I need to be mindful and watch my thoughts and mindfulness for me is about minding and being full of all of me I would agree all aspects whether it whatever it is i i mean there, there may be a time for a little bit of quietness but that's not life sure. life is not sitting in a cave 
meditating all day life is actually going out there and interacting with others and learning whatever we want to learn and and we learn through interacting with others and experiencing life so and it's being mindful in those moments and experiencing those moments and yeah that's what helps us really grow and Mm. when we do that I feel that mindfulness that you've just um, explained when we're able to do that I find those little sensations that we get when we're watching a live stream we will have an answer a lot quicker because yes our awareness is open to whatever answers come through without being restricted on any kind of belief system so we just open ourselves up and it it happens faster life just happens faster and we just keep going and going and going and we just get answers faster and we get more and life just gets more exciting and you can find the excitement in every moment yep there's less fear there's more joy and more clarity on oh and and so like this morning we're like why would that be there like it was like it wasn't even um yeah it was just it was just a question so like what, what would that be about it was just literally asking that question and then it just came to me, oh, okay, of course. Yes, that makes so much. And then it went away. And it's funny how quickly on a physical level things just resolve very quickly when when you just realise what they're about. It's quite phenomenal. It really is. And I think that's where, as much as we said we're physical bodies, that's where I think we've missed, a lot of people have missed the boat that we can change our physical bodies like that. Yeah. When we're in that space because mm-hmm. as much as we're physical we're not physical because science tells us that we're actually particles right you know vibrating really 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 fast um and every part of us has its own little consciousness so when we have that awareness we can instantly change something yeah. even on a physical level yeah exactly so when you're um wanting to do a deep dive into finding out you you're sitting you're listening you're asking you're making sure it's yours you ask having a bit of a conversation maybe several conversations around what could this be about getting more information um, who do I need to see to get more information who can support me to make sure I'm com- like comfortable with unpacking this um, and you're then I, I think um, following I'm, all, I'm a big believer in following up with action are the things that you're actually being guided to do, take care of yourself and that aspect of yourself. Because part of the reason why things usually return or come back or don't resolve is a lot of it is about that aspect of our psyche at some point by someone has felt abandoned. And so if we take the time to listen and we find out what it's about and then we don't follow up, it's like we re-traumatise that part of ourselves so we need to make sure that we're willing to plan in 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 practical times i think all the things that that said that part of us says well this is what i need this is how i need it this is how often i need it and we need to turn up and we need to do it um so that we don't recreate the trauma say for instance if that anger was about somebody in your family that did something to you and the the guidance was well this is what i need to do this is how you need to treat me and myself and, and things like that. And then if you have things that you put in play that show that and demonstrate that, that builds a trust between you and the aspect of yourself. And then moving forward, it's less likely to come back because why does it have to say, hey, look at me anymore because you're already looking at it in, in such a different way and treating it with respect. 100%. I think action is the key. And I think that's the thing that a lot of people don't necessarily do they they say oh I do the meditations and I do the mind and I do this Mm. and I do that yeah but the action is what it's actually physically doing something different whether it's removing Mm. yourself from someone or removing yourself a substance out of your life or an experience whatever it is it's the action that actually solidifies I guess that change and and that acknowledgement like you said it doesn't feel abandoned anymore it feels acknowledged Mm. and that's the growth it's it's moving through that so action is I feel action is probably the key to nearly every challenge we face in life is taking some kind of action. Yeah, I agree. Action that stops us from moving it's forward. Like, it's like it provides integration, doesn't it? Like it provides a way for us to get that, for that to be our new normal, I, I guess is probably the best way to say it. And then mm. to get comfortable. Um, sometimes we don't feel comfortable, but there's a lot of work 
required to start to feel comfortable with the new with the newness of things. Um, but also, I guess the thing coming through at the moment is if people are just so confused and just so unaware and just cannot see the forest from the trees, um, they can be guided like to like through kinesiology is a good one because kinesiology you're you're getting your body knows but if you can't read it or listen with clarity for whatever reason it might be too big for you or too traumatic your body will still communicate that so that's something that you would have experienced a lot I imagine being a kinesiologist I think what I really love about kinesiology is it's not me telling the client what's wrong. It's their body giving us information and they get Mm. to feel it in their body. They get to feel the muscle locking or unlocking. Mm. So they get to experience that empowerment within themselves. So they may not be hearing the messages. They may be hearing them, but they may not be acknowledging them or or believing them, I guess, on some level. But by feeling the muscle monitoring when we're doing the kinesiology, they can connect with it. And I think that's what's really empowering about it. They start Mm. to go, I thought that. Oh, well, here's your body confirming it. Oh, yeah. I thought that. And I, and it's that it builds the relationship of trust between your body and what you what you hear your body saying to you. So yeah, that's yeah. what I love about kinesiology, really. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think it also gives people like a starting point if they've never done anything before relating to like a body-based understanding of how our our, our body communicates or um it just starts to build some kind of connection, doesn't it, with the body and the energy connecting uh, to to the I guess yes, the astrality and the feeling realm, um, and and the and the resolving of trauma and things like that. And it actually really helps to to help people to physically make that connection as well. And I think that's really awesome. Um, so people can always do that if they feel like they just can't see the wood from the trees and they need some support with that. Um, but there are there are also a plenty of um, um, you know body based psychotherapists out there, somatic healers that will take people through a journey and help them to um, dive into and feel supported through um, resolving some maybe deeply traumatic issues. And I think there's a different there's different modalities. I mean, I, I say I love kinesiology, but there there is intuitive work. I do do the intuitive work as well, where there isn't kinesiology in there, and it just depends on the person it depends on the situation and it depends on what's needed at that time so sometimes a body-based modality will be fantastic and other times you may need the help of someone another healer that just comes in and does help clear some stuff but when that happens there still needs to be some kind of responsibility and action at the end of it just an awareness just to acknowledge it so it doesn't feel neglected like you said or abandoned yeah so there everything uh, there's so many things out there I guess everything will just need to be treated with whatever it needs at the time and I guess that's starting to listen to your guidance and if you're not even sure of what your guidance is then it's just noticing what comes across in your social media pages or what a friend says to you or a friend might say oh I saw an awesome past life progressionist or I saw an awesome Reiki person or, or a kinesiologist or a somatic healer or a Bowen therapist or whatever it is yeah that may be the universe saying hey you need to see either that modality or that person all doors lead to healing on some level so you know um you could be chasing the perfect therapist but that might not happen you might need to actually realize some things before you get to the perfect therapist and that's for you and so every step is a good step um and um you know yes notice those signs that on the bigger level the ones that repeat on you i think that that that's kind of the universe nudging you in a certain direction as well um, and the other thing I want to speak to as well, just in terms of, um, you know, listening to a live stream, sometimes when, when we're listening to people share on a high vibrational level, they're going through like a process of talking about, like it might be their toning or light language or, 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 or speaking to something really elevated. And it's like I feel like the physical symptoms that we're feeling could have a lot to do with um, changing like our, our frequency um, to lift to a, like a, to ascend to a higher frequency um, permanently or just for that moment um, to give a l- little bit of a, 
you know, a little, little bit of a tune-up for, for whatever reason we need, or it could be nowhere where we're moving to that. It could be that we've listened to somebody, we come away from it, and then we get sick because we're going, crap, I, I'm there. I'm ready to release. Um, so I, I guess I call those ascension symptoms. A lot of the time it could be a, a feeling a bit of a tummy thing or a headache or a nauseousness, a bit of a fever sometimes, a little bit of a... Um, it tends to come on on a little bit of a feeling like it's a viral rather than a cold, like without the sort of snot for me, but that's just me. I mean, it could be snotty for other people, but for me, it's more just a, a feeling of feeling a bit off, but I know I'm okay. I'm not off, um, but I could still feel tired, lethargic, a little bit. Um, I just don't want to do anything kind of feeling without feeling depressed, but just a, uh, does that ever happen for you? Like, do you get yeah. a certain yeah. set of symptoms? Um, I feel, I think for me, it's more tiredness, sometimes a bit headachey. Um, mm. You can't not be influenced by somebody. If you're listening to someone that's in a high vibration or they're lifting the vibration or if you're reading something that's high vibration, it's going to impact you in some way mm. because it can't not. It's yeah. just because it's been brought into your awareness so there's going to be some impact. And yeah, I for me, I think it's more headachey and tiredness and a bit of blahness, but I don't mm. fight it. I just know, okay, my body just needs time to chill. Yeah. And that might mean, you know, no social media, just an early night, or it could be sometimes it might be yeah. just vegging on the couch, watching something really lighthearted, like yeah. Big Bang or something that just makes me laugh. Yeah. Just and something I've watched a hundred times. So I'm not really invested yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah, like just, friends. Yeah, I, I like yeah, to go friends down the or, friends, yeah, friends route. Yeah. My two- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because- or Seinfeld, that's always a winner. <laughs> see, see, I can't watch that one. That one's dirt. Yeah, too icky. <laughs> but we all have our own little shows. And yeah, it's not a waste of time because our brain knows that we're not invested in the show, which gives our mind and our body and our soul a chance to mindlessly watch it. And this is where we go from mindful mm. to mindless, mm. to allow our body just to recalibrate and to, yeah. to do whatever it's doing. I agree. You can't think our way to healing and thinking takes up a lot of energy. And I don't think people realize that. And I think with children, that's especially true. A lot of the time we want to get them to be a smart child by thinking their way earlier. And actually the etheric forces take a lot of energy when they're thinking. So then it's not working on building their body up. So they end up being small body sometimes, bigger headed and smaller body. Um, it literally affects children that way. Why would it affect us any differently if we're straining ourselves to think and we need to heal our bodies? We need to really, I agree, 100% turn off, what, watch, you know, uh, for me, it's probably rom-coms and things like that. Just just chill and laugh. Laugh is great um, and um, nothing to, too challenging <laughs> for the brain. Yeah. Yeah. absolutely it's just taking that time out and I'm I'm constantly uh, with the overthinking I'm constantly one of my biggest things I do in my clinic is listen to what people say and the words they choose to use yeah and pulling them up because I know they're overthinking something and you know I'm yeah. going through this with my daughter she, she keeps talking about anxiety and I'm and so we had to break it out down the other day I go honey what is the anxiety because anxiety has this big it's like I have anxiety and suddenly you've got this big challenge but if you dive in mm. you can sort of negate you can sort of navigate your way through it sometimes not always mm. by oh it's a fear what's it a fear of oh it's this so mm. you do a little bit of thinking but then you just let it go because it's not words have power and that's why they thinking do. can be as you said overthinking takes too much energy because words do have power and, and the other thing is is that when we um I'm, i'll use an example like one of the, our sometimes we go to extremes and we catastrophize and, and everything's bad. And it's especially in teenage years, you know, like, Oh my God, I've got anxiety. La, la, la. And I'm not negating anxiety, but it could actually just be a fear of something. And yeah. that's okay. Perfectly. Okay. To be afraid of something. So you can walk through and unpack stuff. doesn't mean you have disorder. It doesn't mean you're something wrong with you. Um, but we can, um, what catastrophizing does and it's, this 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 aspect that actually takes us away from the core of what we could yes. be working on. So it's actually a defense mechanism. So catastrophizing and being, oh my God, oh my God. And in the drama actually takes us away from that quiet space we talk about. We have to sit and listen 
So I think from that point of view, um, when we blow things up into big deals without giving ourselves an opportunity to have, have a bit of a chance to have a little bit of question time with ourselves, um, I think we can create the very thing we don't want to, which is avoiding the thing, like not resolving it, basically. 100% agree. I, I, mm. I think it's just another way of distracting ourselves from going deeper and and listening. And when we say going yeah. deeper, it doesn't have to be scary. It's literally just asking the question, hang on, what am I scared about? Mm, oh, mm, oh, is that mm. it? Hang on, have, has that ever happened? No, it hasn't. Mm, um, mm. Or maybe it's happened once or whatever it yeah. is. It's, um, we are very good at catastrophizing. And I think with teenagers, look, their brains are still developing. Um, yes. And I know they say they're developed by the age of 25. I think that's what they generally say in science. But, mm. you know, neuroplasticity tells us our brain's always developing. So we could mm. be a 40-year-old with a teenage mind if we're not mm. mindful of how we're processing. Totally. And so it's not an age thing as much as it's an awareness thing. 100%. I'm aware that um, very much so, especially when I see in someone else that aspect and I can feel in myself that just say a teenage aspect somebody's behaving a little bit like a teenager as an adult and they're behaving in a gossipy manner or a rebellious rebellious manager if you world manner whatever it is but I can feel it inside of me and I, I I know that 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 actually that aspect of my personality actually affects my brain in a certain way and if I don't have other aspects on board to moderate that I could I could so get into yeah and be carried into (laughs) I understand I totally could um so there's it never goes away I think those aspects of our Mm. personality at every age we were are there neurologically wired I mean we were at that age for at least a year and if you kind of if you kind of tie a few years together where you're at that age-ish there's a lot of neurology that's set up straight away as a trigger to go there. So I think, um, and it's a godsend too, when we have those reactions inside our bodies to go, like to ask ourselves the question, like what age am I right now? Or what age does this feel like right now? I think that's a really good question, hey. Absolutely, I, I agree with you 100%. And it's I love that you said you've got the other aspects of you that moderate that part of you. And yeah. I know with me, look, sometimes I feel like I just want to go right into the teenage years and go, oh, stuff it. I don't care. I want to sit in my little funk right now. And, yeah. you know, and when I, and I'll be honest, I do that sometimes, but when I do that, I pull away and just go, I just want to sit in my funk, leave me in my bedroom because I'm obviously yes. just processing stuff. I'm not going to lash yeah. out. Just give yeah. me some space. Yes, absolutely. I think right that's. Now I'm grumpy or I'm whatever. I, you know, I'm, I'm giving myself time out, bitch. <laughs> And that's good. I, I I love that. I think that is a self-care strategy, a really good one. And I think that when when we feel saturated um, with emotion and it's like we've been triggered, because I reckon like our kids will trigger us at every single age, they will trigger us with anything unresolved that needs to come out. Like I'm a big believer. That's why I've always believed that children are the best teachers, like they're amazing. Um, so I'm, I'm like, okay, what is this in me? I've got to, and then, so taking ourselves away and just giving ourselves that compassion. Well, we can't go back to, um, any child, our age that we're feeling with compassion. If we can't sit in that compassion for ourselves. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's right now to bring it back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and takes some time to get there sometimes. Like, like we, we might need to unpack it, have a chat with that part of ourselves, find out what, why you're distressed, what's happening for you. What do you need? How can I, how can we deal with this situation moderately together? Um, You know, how are you feeling about my child? (laughs) You can have, you can have, um, you know, cause there's like, there's aspects of you that when you're having a conversation with them about how they feel about they might say, well, I think she's a little fucker or something. <laughs> yeah, all right. So how can we reframe this? What what makes you think that? And and having, like, it's okay. I, I just, just think we need to take the judgment out of judgment sometimes as parts of ourselves are unhealed walking around that need to be validated. And our kids will trigger that off. That's for sure. Absolutely, 100%. I've got two teenagers and I, I, yeah, I know you're, you're the older, uh, minor teenagers and yeah, absolutely. They're the best, best lesson, best teachers in the world. And I guess though, with that awareness, 
it's allowing them to make mistakes, but also know that we make mistakes and totally and talking, talking it through and then talking to that aspect of yourself and going, wow, that was, yeah, okay. That's a part of me that I need to, to work on. And it doesn't stop, but it, when I say it doesn't stop, I, I, I get mindful that I don't want to scare people and go, oh, once you start this journey, it never stops. It never stops, but it's not hard. Yeah, it doesn't mean it's hard. Journey, yeah. yeah. It's just interesting um, yes. and it's and it becomes more like watching it like a movie. It, it, it's instead of being thrown into the movie and everything's happening to you all at once. I love that movie, by the way. Um, it's more like watching it like a movie and that you're the... You, you, you're, you're really, you are really, really in control of, you can slow things down. You can stop things. You can rewind, you can pause, you know, you can, um, you know, edit, you can, you can do a whole lot of stuff to your movie. So you are the master of your creation. Um, And it's interesting that this has gone from being triggered in spiritual education to being triggered by teenagers as spiritual education. I'm kind of... See, everything's linked though, isn't it? Everything, I think every, and that's that's the, the journey we go down. I mean, we started with being triggered, which is part of our personal development and spiritual development. Mm. But life is spiritual development. Life is personal development. That Life, going on that journey and embracing all aspects of it and finding how you can grow in all the different situations and experiences, everything's linked. Yeah. You can't compartmentalise and go, right, right now. You can take time out, like you said, or pause or, take your foot off the pedal I guess and to use that analogy but yeah everything's linked and you know that, and that's on a quantum physics level you know everything's linked mm. so exactly. why shouldn't all the aspects I've talked about today be linked because everything is <laughs> it is indeed it is and I think that is a wonderful note to um end it on today what do you reckon it's been a good combo <laughs> yeah wow a really powerful one I've really enjoyed it Caroline and um and thank you so much for your patience earlier on with all the technical stuff. I really appreciate that too. Um, just, just goes to show um, how evolved you are, that when those things happen, it's like water off the duck's back and we just get on with it. I love that. I love that about you. I really, I really uh, appreciate, appreciate that about you too. Thank you. And I love, I love, I lo- always love working with you or love chatting with you. And I love just seeing you go through it too. And you were just patiently trying to figure it out. And eventually yeah. it just got to a point where it's like, this yeah. isn't going to work. Not gonna work. Do it a different way. Yep. And I love that about you. I love that you just pivot wherever you need to go, wherever spirit needs us to go. Yep. It happened the way it happened, and yep. that's fine. <laughs> and I was sweating, but that's normal. That's okay too. I was like, that's what happens when I'm a little bit. Oh, I went up to work, and it's it's not working. I, I I tend to I break out in a bit of a sweat, and I I get a bit sweaty. And so for me, it was good for you to see that. I I just let myself be sweaty. <laughs> I was doing a little bit of this before we started, but um, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. And I didn't have a hot flush, so that was good. <laughs> well, hopefully you're warm enough. <laughs> it's cool down here in Melbourne at the moment. It's Is totally it? Cool. Yeah. It's almost heater weather, but I'm not going to put the heater on. But almost. Okay. Well, I thank you again and I'll, we'll see you, everybody, um, next time on Enlightened Conversations. Thank you so much for joining us. Bye for now. Thank you.